episode nine. Here we are just like nearing the end of July practically. And I am going to have a kindergartner in a month. And I'm trying to wrap my brain around that. I've been thinking about that a lot actually lately. The fact that I'm going to have a kindergartner. What is happening? I actually, um, I'm going to lead with that about this question that I got specifically about her. And again, I know I say this every episode, but if you listen to every episode, there's always a question that I'm like, I could bang on about the whole time about this specific question. And I've answered this question that was like framed a little bit differently. And so I was kind of hesitant about talking about it again, but I'm going to touch on it briefly. The question is, how do you get Scarlett to eat as many different foods as she does? And does she really try that many things willingly? Here is the deal. I feed my children what I make for dinner. And I have always been like this. I mean, like as soon as we, you know, started introducing food to them around, you know, like real casual around like this six month thing. And, uh, we've always done kind of like baby led weaning and like do their own pace and like figure it out themselves kind of situation. I have never made separate meals or separate things. I mean, it was like, whatever I made for dinner, that's what you got. And so the Scarlet is like very inclined to, and always has been like a very like excited and vivacious eater and is like very inclined to try new things and um, is curious about food and enjoys food. And Maddox, who just turned a year like, is not my child, clearly, because the boy eats to sustain. You know what I'm saying? And like, that is not how I approach food. I love food and I love cooking food. I love feeding people. I love eating. And I mean, I'll take that back a little bit. Maddox is like, um, he gets down sometimes on some things, but honestly, for the most part, he just can't be bothered, you know, or like has a couple of bites. And what this means to me, at least is like, sometimes it doesn't fucking matter. And this is like one of those things that like parents get so bent about, right? And like society is like so like pressurizes this like thing with like kids and food. And I think that it's like so fucking unfortunate. And so yes, Scarlett is like down to eat. She's down to try new things. I love that. Like, you know, that's something that her and I share. Um, and something that I love about her and like Maddox, not so much, you know what I'm saying? Like he's not as adventurous. He also, I don't know. He's like a monster (laughs) last night, for example. Um, I was giving him some avocado and he was kind of like, which historically, like unless something is like sauced and tossed and coated and like really just like big flavor, like he can't be bothered. You know what I'm saying? Like plain banana, nah, avocado, nah, like scrambled eggs. He's not feeling it. 
Um, but I like wanted to give him, you know, we were eating avocado. I wanted to give him some and like the first two bites, he was like down. And then like the third bite, like this look of just like disgust on his face. You know what I mean? And so I guess I don't really know what kind of advice to offer, you know, depending, I don't know how old your children are or your child is. And so I don't, I mean, for those of you that, I don't know. I don't, I don't offer anything else and I never have, you know what I'm saying? And so like my children don't know that like X, Y, and Z are like even an option because I just have always fed them what I make. And I really, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of hills that we like try and die on and feel inclined to die on as parents and like what the fuck my kids eat or don't eat or how picky they are or how jazzed around meal times they are. Like as long as I'm getting some calories in them, I do not care. And so perhaps I'm not the best person to answer that. But I just, I, you know, and the other thing is too, is like, I love to cook. You know what I mean? And like, I make like a, like a wide variety of different things. And I think that I have the upper hand in that way. You know, like if, if you're not jazzed on cooking or like if um, like food doesn't really like, you know, light you up in that way, uh, I think that that's going to be more challenging. And so uh, maybe that would be like helpful to some of y'all that like get stuck in ruts or like, you know, you're just kind of like meh about meals and like meal times. Make something new. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. I don't know. I like, I just don't give my children an option because I'm a monster. That's why <laughs> I hope that, that helps at least a tiny bit. Um, a question that I actually got, uh, I did something kind of fun, uh, last week or maybe it was the week before, but I opened my Instagram stories to questions specifically for the podcast. And you'll have to forgive me because I don't remember who it was. I just kind of jotted some things down as they came in and I didn't write down the name of everybody. But one of the questions that I got was, um, to summarize was, um, in regards to like my writing process and what that looks like. And I have done, I sat down and like really tried to think about my writing process and like put some, I don't know, some organization around it or like, cause to me, this sounds kind of fucked up, especially as like somebody that considers themselves to be a writer. I don't know if I have a process and let me explain. So I write in order to help me like process things, right. And to help me, um, like understand what I'm experiencing. And so I write a lot of personal essay and memoir and, um, in the last couple of years, some poetry, uh, like I'm definitely not writing like fiction or, I mean, I'm writing like shit that is relative to me in my life. Right. And it, because that's what feels like good and cathartic and, um, I feel like there's nobody better than me that can write about me and my experience than me. So I don't know if I have a writing process. In fact, I have like the opposite of a process. I mean, like the, I do the majority 
of my writing. Um, I, I think like three quarters of my book was literally written in the sauna of my old gym on my phone. In fact, all of my writing is done on my phone in my notes. Like I don't do any computer writing or typing rather. Um, I don't do any pen to paper writing anymore. I, that used to be my preferred. I haven't done that in years. Um, if I'm writing, um, notes or letters to my children, uh, I mean, I think that that's really the only kind of writing that I do in that way. Um, if I'm feeling like stuck or if I'm feeling kind of like some creative blocks, which has been lately, I read like, that's also like a really big part of my writing process is I read more than I actually write most of the time. And some of the best writing that I've ever done is after reading something that was really touching or like, like beautifully written. Um, but I don't know if I have a process, you know, in fact, sometimes I feel like I would benefit from having like a little bit more of a structured process or like fucking outlines or something, you know what I mean? But, um, I think I write real time, you know, and like, there's a lot of times that I'm like, um, if I'm feeling like heavy in my heart, you know, like I'll start and then like, I'll start writing or rather (laughs) thumbing, right? Like texting in my phone and saving it. And then I'll revisit it. Um, in regards to my book, I mean, even that, I mean like 99% of it was written, um, like chronologically. I know that some folks like have the ability to kind of jump around in, um, in terms of like time spans and like time frames and, um, that's not super available to me. The more that I talk, the more that I'm like, you need to not, you need to not give advice about this because I really don't. I mean, I wanted to answer this to see if I could answer it in a way that like maybe was beneficial. The other thing that I do that I was taught in um, a writing course that I attended was, I don't remember what she called it. I will remember, I'm sure. But basically it's like a brain dump. You know what I'm saying? Like you just put a pen to paper or like whatever the fuck you want to do. You want to type, you want to just like write it out, but like you write for five minutes and it doesn't matter what it's about. It doesn't matter if it's coherent. It doesn't matter if it's cohesive. It doesn't have to be a story. You could literally just like write down words and like phrases and things that you're feeling and what you're staring at on the wall, what it smells like in the room, whatever. You just write for five minutes straight. You set a timer and you just write. You know what I'm saying? What did she call it? That's going to bother the fuck out of me. Morning something. Um, more, I don't remember. Anyways, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to knock my shit off now. But that was really helpful to kind of just like get, get your brain working. You know what I'm saying? So to answer your question, I don't really have a really structured process. And I think that you kind of just got to do like what feels good to you and do it, um, as much or as little as like what feels good and what feels natural. 
Um, and I mean, the one piece of advice that I will always offer to anybody that, um, is a writer or writes or whatever, uh, is read, you know what I mean? Like read a book, read something that you, you know, that's like beautiful and like meaningful and, um, man, like just great storytelling, like gasses me the fuck up. And like I said, that's when I have done hands down some of my best, uh, writing ever. So I hope that that was at least a little bit helpful. Here is a, here is a question. What's your idea of a perfect meal your partner can make for you? I can't be asked questions like this because I can't give straight answers. In fact, um, I was just, (laughs) just having a conversation with somebody that I love dearly. Um, her name is Hannah and she, um, actually helps me, uh, at the farmer's market. A lot of the time I have a couple of people that help me and she is one of them. Um, and her and I have a blast together and she's also a therapist and she really bust my fucking balls sometimes in like the best way. So if you know me in real life, um, for as many, you know, like compliments as I get on my ability to tell a story, um, my life is not together a lot of the times. And I don't know if this is like a direct result of like adult ADHD or whatever, but I explain things and Hannah is probably going to call me out and be like, you didn't explain this the right way, but I think I explain things or start to sometimes tell a story like bottom to top. Like I don't do a really great job sometimes of like having all of my thoughts gathered and I'll go into a story. And I just did it to Hannah last Saturday at the market. And she was like, you have to stop. You have to stop fucking talking. Like you have to stop talking, stop talking right now. And like whatever you're saying right now, you just have to stop we're going to start over. You're not making any sense. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you're right. So anyways, back to the question. What's your idea of a perfect meal that your partner can make for you? Um, (laughs) I'm gonna tell the story. Well, I cannot answer this question definitively as I can't. I don't know, man. I don't know why, I don't know why I let people ask me questions here because I really do. I struggle sometimes to give really like direct, like firm and like definitive. Cause I'm like, man, I don't know. Like what season is it? How hot is it outside? What did I do earlier in the day? Did we go hiking? Did I do nothing? Was I like a trash person? Did I just like lay in bed all day long? Which I don't, I mean, I literally don't understand like when that would even be available to me anytime soon. But, um, do you know what I'm saying? Like, are you following? Like, <laughs> is it cold outside? Um, are, are we doing things outside? I can't answer that question. I don't know. What I can tell you <clears throat> is that, um, my girlfriend went to culinary school. And what I love about her is that her style of cooking and the way that she approaches food and ingredients 
is, I'm not going to say it's opposite of mine, but she has like her grasp on things that like never have made sense to me. Right. So, uh, like French, um, and like Americana style, like that's not my shit. I never have really cooked in that way. I don't, I make like a lot of Thai food and Vietnamese food and like Indian food and Punjabi meals. And like, I don't fuck with French cuisine. And in fact, there are like some times and like some things that I, I don't know if I necessarily feel embarrassed, but I'm like, man, I wish, you know, I did this like in a more technical manner or I like, I wish that I understood more about this or like, um, I just like picture her like making hollandaise. I know that she doesn't even like hollandaise, but like, you know, I can't, I mean, I think I've made it like two times and it was fine, but like, I didn't really love it. And I always was like, Oh, you know, how could I do this better? Aside from like tossing it in the blender. I know some of y'all swear by that. I'm not doing that. I've never tried it. I'm not going to talk shit about it. I'm not going to talk shit about things that I don't understand or know, but If you're wondering when I'm going to answer this question, you just need to stop because I don't know if I'm going to answer it because I don't really have an answer. I don't know what the perfect meal is because it really just depends. Something that she makes uh, specifically, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really matter. She could make fish sticks, really, and I'm going to eat them. You know what I mean? Also, if we're specifically talking about my partner... I mean, I love that, right? Like I, I love that she's going to make or most likely make me something that is like not super familiar to me or like techniques that are not super familiar to me or that maybe I'm not as good at. And so I like when she gets show offy about like shit that she learned in school that is like not, you know, that's like a little bit over my head. I mean, the reality is, is like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't know how to cook because I do. Right. Cause it's something that I love, but it's just the fact that I, I don't know a lot about like French cuisine or not. I mean, I know, I know about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I know about it. It's butter, <laughs> but yeah, I just, um, I don't know, like anything also just being cooked for in general. And, and like, there's just this very obvious part of like being cooked for by somebody that cooks well, you know, I think ultimately I would be like a monster if I, you know, if somebody like served me something and I was like, trash, I hate this, (laughs) you know, it's just nice to be cooked for. I don't, people are not cooking for me. Like my my almost five-year-old is not making me dinner. And so, yeah, like when she cooks for me, it doesn't really matter what it is. And I think that that's just kind of across the board is a perfect meal is like something that whoever's preparing it is like something that they, you know, like love to make or like love to make for people, you know? So, um, I'm a lucky son of a gun. I know that. And this is also like the first time that I'm ever really, um, experiencing this of like somebody that, um, cooks the way that she does. And so I, I'm, I am just like picturing her face right now, listening to this at some point, And I'm like annoyed at how like 
fucking smirky. She is. And I'm just like waiting for, um, to hear all about that. So yeah, 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 yeah. You're a good cook and we all know it. Whatever. The ideal meal is like something that I don't have to make. Fish sticks it is. I can't wait. Moving right along. This is actually a double question. And, um, Cindy from Minneapolis writes, my garden is going crazy and I have so much zucchini. Calm. <laughs> she said, I know, I know. We all have so much zucchini. What should I do with it? I also have a lot of strawberries, but I don't feel like I use them quick enough and they don't have a very long shelf life. What should I do with them? Here's the deal with strawberries. Let's just get into that first because I feel like zucchini is like the tale as old as time in terms of like summer produce that people get like one month into the summer and we're all like, what the fuck with the zucchini? But like strawberries, can I just tell you, I am jealous. Like what's happening in your garden that you just have an abundance of strawberries that you like can't, I mean, number one, eat them. (laughs) Do you really have that many? Because if you do, I'm so impressed. And I hope that you're accepting guests into your home because I want to eat like copious amounts of homegrown strawberries. That's not a thing for me. In fact, like I've tried to grow strawberries the last several years. I obviously don't. I live in an apartment now, but so I don't have a garden. Um, but I have never grown strawberries successfully. And when I say like I've grown strawberries, it's like a strawberry or one or two strawberries. I mean, it is definitely not like an abundance of strawberries. I'd like to see photos. Actually, I want to see your garden and like this strawberry patch because I feel like I want to be buried there, to be really honest with you. And without further ado, let's talk about what to do with these strawberries aside from eating them, because that's what I would do. Roast them, roast them, and then put them on so many things. So roasted strawberries are like, there's just nothing like them. I love to roast strawberries for the tarts and the hand pies that I do for my bakery here in Denver, Buttermoon. Um, I like, there's like, you can't even compare. I mean, they're just, they're like these concentrated, I don't, concentrated strawberries. I mean, like literally I don't have anything else to say about them, but the flavor just concentrates so well. And like the texture is like kind of, um, I do, I mean, I sprinkle, uh, some sugars, you know, sometimes I do like a little bit of lemon zest and then I slow roast them on like 250 for hours. And I feel like I'm picturing like homegrown, like little baby straw. And I'm like, oh my God, you should roast them. You should roast them. And then you should like, I don't know, eat them on a snack plate with goat cheese or put them in a galette or make a pie. Uh, you could dry them kind of, sort of like dehydrator situation. I feel like you could still roast them too. I mean, if you, I would maybe even knock it down a little bit lower almost so they get like a little bit chewy 
and toss them in salads. I mean, like I said, I'm just in awe that you just have so many strawberries. So start there. Just roast them and like let your creative juices flow because there really is nothing like a roasted strawberry in my opinion. And moving right along to zucchini, you know, so I, I know this life of like, what the fuck am I going to do with all of this zucchini? Because I have had that many zucchini plants. And first of all, what first comes to mind is like squash blossoms as a whole. And obviously you can't like fuck around too much, especially early on, because like you're going to stunt the growth of your plants and whatever, and you need stuff to pollinate. But like, Use some of those squash blossoms for the love of God, whether you're like stuffing and frying them or I really like to do squash blossom quesadillas. I really miss squash blossoms so much. Um, and then with zucchini itself, there are so many things that you can do. And then I realized, like I said, like about a month in, you're just kind of like, it's a hard no for me. I'm all zucchinied out. What I did, aside from making like an abundance of zucchini bread, right? Like, so Maddox was born July 11th of last year. And so I started off doing like the summery things, right? Like I was grilling a lot of it, um, like kebab style. I would just kind of uh, do like olive oil and um, usually a little bit of vinegar and some garlic and some fresh herbs and kind of toss that and then skewer it like just I mean literally like zucchini skewers and I would just kind of like toss that on the plate with like whatever protein we were eating um because I do I really love zucchini um I did some where I like really sliced it thin and did it on pizza with fresh mozzarella and basil, and that was really good. I also did a lot of zucchini fritters, um, and I shredded it, and like egg, and some feta, and a little bit of like panko, and those were really good. And actually, Scarlett really loved those, and, you know, like, I don't, I don't fuck with frying a lot. Like there's not, and there's so many things, like I've always wanted to make so many fried things like donuts or fried chicken or whatever, but I just don't really fuck with frying, but like I will do a shallow fry. And so zucchini fritters were really good. I did those several times. And then I also just started like shredding it. Like I would grate it and I would measure it out and then I would shove it into bags and freeze it. That way I could pull it out later and like make zucchini fritters with it. Right. I mean, you have to like drain the shit out of it. Um, if you're doing stuff like that, if you don't already know, I mean, if you're going to like make a fritter, you need to be diligent and like borderline crazy town at least in my opinion, about leaching all of the water out of it. So I would like salt it, put it in a colander, salt it a little bit, let it sit for 20 minutes. And then, I mean, like push the sweet Jesus out of it, like really get the water out of it and then take a clean 
dish towel and even put it in there and wring it. I mean, I want it like real dry. So if you freeze it and pull it out, like you're going to have to do that a lot. If you want to use it in like breads or muffins or cake. Um, I did like a bunch of loaves that I just like zucchini bread that I froze and then like took out as needed. Um, yeah. And that was like, that was nice because I was grateful that I had some of that in the freezer when I had a newborn. Um, but I made like a chocolate cake with some of the zucchini that I like grated and froze. And so I get it. It's just like that kind of overproducer, like what the hell should I do with it now? But like zucchini boats, I actually still really love. I like to, you know, like cut them long ways and then scoop them out. And then, I mean, you could do a million different things, but uh, you could do like taco style. I've done some that are kind of like, um, I don't know. I hate to say Italian style because it's like, there's basil in it. It's not Italian. Um, but you know, like I'll saute some tomatoes and like do a super small dice with some mushrooms and yeah, like fresh basil and moths and then like whack it all in the oven, like under the broiler. I don't know. Get creative. Zucchini is good. I get it. There's a lot of it, but I do. Honestly, looking back on last summer, I feel like that was probably my favorite thing that I did was like really got into zucchini fritters. And I feel like there was a period of time where I actually made those like once a, like once a week. But my advice to you there is seriously, when you think that you have gotten the water out, get the water out again, because there's still probably water in it. And with that, I will leave y'all and this week. Thanks for hanging out with me and I will catch y'all on episode 10. Bye.